yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll hit record. Okay, we're going. I don't know that okay. much about the Liger Zero. I've seen. I've certainly seen it. Um, my <gasps> my friend Jice sent you that Twitter image of his toy of it that he has. I've certainly seen that mm-hmm. uh, in his house when <clears throat> hanging out there as a teenager. But that's yeah. about it. So you don't know anything about the uh, the changing armor system. I, I and what yeah, makes I've the Liger seen... Zero mm-hmm. so special? Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear about it, Riley. All right, two things. First off, hey, uh... Hey, Riley, what's up? How you doing? Do you want to start a podcast? Uh, you know, I, I would. I've just crawled out of the podcast minds myself after being trapped there for, for several <laughs> weeks. Um, <laughs> I, there, was a, there was a cave-in uh, after, after a yeah. minor... <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a cave-in after a, a miner I don't know I think his name was Jeff Stormer I'm not a, anyway I've been trapped down there with nothing but podcasts where two friends talk about video games for weeks and I could really use some fresh ideas what do you got yeah good news what about two friends to talk about anime Adrian, <laughs> this suggestion comes from me okay. and Andrew's not here to stop me from talking about my hyperfixation on the podcast and Lord and, knows uh, I'm t- not going to. <laughs> Yeah, today I'm going to talk to you about Zoids. Oh, Zoids! I've heard of that Liger Zero. Yeah, Liger Zero. I know him. So I, Jay, I'm going to introduce you to this Liger right now, and I'm going to talk to you, and and eventually, listen, I promise you, we will do some shit. I promise you we'll do some shit today. But, so this robot right here. Yes. This is a bad motherfucker, and it's got a thing called the... It has this thing called the changing armor system, which is what makes it such a a, a threat on the battlefield. Because mm-hmm. it walks in, walks into this the carrier. But you carrier sword, you get that right? Yeah, yeah, big thing it's, that little thing go inside to get place. I know this. Yeah, it's it's the cha- it, it, and theirs is a big snail. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! All right, I was about to say the the the, the black dino sword from Power Rangers Dino Thunder, but that but any any point of reference will do. <laughs> So it walks into this big snail, and it the snail thing takes off all that white armor, ka-chunk, mm-hmm. ka-chunk, 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 and then it flips through. Okay. And Jay, this motherfucker's got modes. Oh, different suits. <laughs> there, yeah, I'm I'm hitting post on a on this right here uh-huh. to show you that it just comes off, and the arms put him back on, and it creates three of the baddest motherfuckers known to man: the Liger Zero Jaeger, the Liger Zero Schneider, and the Liger Zero Panzer. I like this. I like this a lot. I'm seeing several different Ligers. These are the ones I was fawning over before we began recording. Uh-huh. Uh, they all look like Nintendo 64s. Yes, yes. These are the crystal variant. Yes. Uh, that is the I found today, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fucking sick. Yeah, listener, uh, imagine if you if you're not looking this. Imagine if what if you took a tiger from your local zoo and uh, 
just body modded it into a Nintendo 64 beast that you could plug a controller in and play Mario. And also mm-hmm. it would be your it would be your friend who I imagine fights aliens. I don't know what happens in no. Zoids. No. Okay. Fights the other Zoids. Oh, fuck. There's Jay, interzoid the about- fighting? Jay, Jay, the first season never it, it didn't air in America until after the second season. The first season <laughs> it was your know, war and like oh we're fighting to get yada. Who gives a shit? The second <laughs> season, it's Zoid combat fighting. Like that is it. You are following three gladiators, a gladiatory team who hangs out together in their big snail thing, <laughs> and it's got a little. Oh my god! Here, hold on. I'm gonna post that picture of the Panzer so that way I can just wow. go find uh, the little guy who introduces the matches. I like. Because, I like, like. I like the non-transparent Panzer too. It's a. It's a very yep. cool. Uh, military green, a color I uh, yep. military anything should not be cool, but that shade of green on this animal, unfortunately, is. And like you can see, each of those little compartments open up, and they're just full of missiles. Full of missiles, yeah, yeah. What, what <laughs> we have, missiles, what we have, is uh, um, what Gargamon evolves into in Digimon situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Jay, this is where I will show you. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of a Zoid battle, a missile drops down from a satellite and lands oh, into the ground, okay. and then this guy comes out. What is that? That's that's some motherfucker from Code Lyoko. Like what? What am I looking this at? Is, There's this is the battle judge dispersed by the Zoids Battle Commission to oversee li- official combat. Listener, what I'm looking at here is some sort of 3D robot man. One, uh, his hands are the color of the default Nintendo Switch Joy Cons, uh, and he's just some sort of droid from the Star War. What is what does this man do? Tell me, Riley. He hits the ground and then he goes. The area within a 10-mile radius is a designated Zoid battlefield. It's this zone radius. is now restricted. Okay. Only competitors and personnel have authorized entry. Danger. All others must leave the area at once. This zone is now restricted. Area. Scanned. Battlefield. Set up. The the blank team versus the blank team. Battle mode. One, five, five, five. Ready. Fight. <laughs> was that, was that from memory or was that from a script? <laughs> I'm reading the script in front of okay. me, but it does live in my heart. Yeah, uh-huh. Because <laughs> there are sanctioned battles, and of okay. course, Jay, there are unsanctioned battles. Ooh, that's where the real stuff happens. If I know anything about wrestling, that's where the real stuff happens. <laughs> You're goddamn right, Jay. You're goddamn right. Now, yeah, Zoids are sick. They're sick animals, and I could, I could, I could talk your day, your ear off about these all day, and part of me really just genuinely wants to. <laughs> You have you have the list in front of you. You have you yeah. have that HMM model list. Uh, do you, wh- which one of those guys stands out to you? Okay, let me uh, let me take a look here. Honestly, the real answer is quite a few of them. I I was interested in uh, HMM 045, or as I said earlier, hmm 045 Sturm Tyran, who looks a little bit like the Pokemon Groudon. You've got Tyran. Sturm oh, Tyran yes. and Sturm Tyran Berserk unit set. Uh, red yes. dragon guy kind of stands like a big chicken. Big fan of that. Yeah. I, I like when it, yes. I like I like when a dragon looks like another animal a little bit. It is one of those ones that are like a the ancient dragon zoids that were thought to go extinct in mm-hmm. the paleo in the paleozoica era. Okay, so this is one of the ones you were telling me before we began recording. Uh, lives in volcanoes, I believe. 
Yes, it Just lives like in a dinosaurs. fucking volcano. Yeah. I, I'm going to show you all these fucking pictures off the official website page. I'm so uh, happy to that. Because you can see it doing little poses and, and all that good shit. Um, those little wings, oh, those yeah. gold things on the wings flip forward to be fuck off pinchers. Oh, this Jay. is some really good stuff I'm looking at it, here. It's R- like a it, little it, spike. <laughs> what, what I really like about this thing, again, is that it's a big dragon, but it's so crouched. Like, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it leaning forward and roaring, and it really does look like a red, angry chicken. And I really think mm-hmm. we need more mythological creatures that just look like shitty little birds that are very mad. And the best part about uh, about this guy, Jay, is it also has the CAS, has the changing armor system. Because uh-huh. there it is without any of the armor. You build the frame first, Jay, wow. and then you put the armor on. Wow. And so it's also, you can build the models and they sell customizable parts, Jay. Yeah, th- this reminds me of, um, I need to Google it. D- did you ever watch Digimon Frontier? Are you familiar with that yes. season? Yes, uh, it has th- the best the best theme of Digimon. Hell yeah, yes, absolutely. hell yeah. I've been told later that it wasn't good. Don't care. It was the one I watched mm-hmm. all of while it was airing. <laughs> God damn it. Um, there was one. To- so that was the one where the humans would like fuse with spirits and turn into Digimon. Yep, there was yep, one toy yep. you could get where it was, it was a action figure that you could dress up at. You could like put the armor on to make it be the regular version of one of the yes. Digimon. A and Goonimon, the, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. It, the one I had was a Goonimon. It could be a Goonimon or whatever the beast one was. Because they had their hero guys and their beast guys. Uh-huh, I cannot uh-huh. find these toys. But it was just two different sets of armor. And if you took all of the armor off to turn it to the other guy, underneath it was just a tall, nude, brown man. <laughs> and it reminds it. me a lot Love of that. It. That's fucking magic. Jay, yeah. good news. I did find uh, the, the uh, fucking uh, oh, the Zoid the Bible. Bible part. Yes, the proper, like, history of it. So I can share with you some of my favorite graphs. Friends, just- welcome to church. Here is your here is your Bible. You are handed the Zoids Bible, also known as, I see, the Z history file. Uh-huh. Tell uh-huh, me, tell me some uh-huh. of your... Brother Riley, or sibling, sibling... Is there a gender-neutral term for brother in the Catholic Church? Probably not. Sibling... <laughs> <laughs> Ungendered brother Riley, come and tell me your favorite passages. Let me tell you one of my favorite passages which comes from one of my favorite uh beginnings of a <clears throat> one of my favorite beginnings of a of a chapter here in the the history of Zizoid Bible you'll notice right here this is in part 4 cha- paragraph 8 where we will hit the subtitle Zoidians the great heresy of planet Z uh-huh you see you see, Zoidians were not built with a Zoid core as the way you would expect it. As you see in this silly little graph I projected in front of you, the original beings that inhabited this earth were these little lizard fellas, full of lungs, heart, stomach, kidneys, <laughs> the things you'd expect to find. But eventually, they all got condensed down into a core, the Zoid core. That's what powers much of all fantastic machines. And you know what doesn't have that? Uh-huh. Us. You oh. and I. Oh. We lack the Zoid core, which makes us spit <laughs> in the face. Us, our mere existence <laughs> spits in the face of what we should expect Planet Z to provide for. <laughs> now, I, I love... Now, now, Your Honor, I'm just a humble country <laughs> Zoid lawyer. But just it's my humble. opinion that this here Liger Zero... <laughs> Must be innocent of all charges. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> Everyone clapping. Yeah. I posted uh like one of the earliest like tablets. Yeah. Zoid is one one of the Dead Sea Scrolls here with several uh Zoid men fighting a Zoid dog, and there's a Zoid temple uh-huh. there. Uh, discovered yep. by the de- geologist Babahat. Babahat. Uh, the geologist uh-huh. Babahat found this rock that says stuff on it. Uh, appears believed to have been a type of report to the hunting god worshipped at an ancient temple in order to give thanks for the food that they were able to acquire in that year's hunts. And the characters yes. written on it are thought to be the oldest writing in history. Reporting for Zoid News 1, <laughs> J-, J Podcast, <laughs> News if Zoid ever- 101. <laughs> I don't want to bring back BB and BJ, but I do have it, a, a a feeling of my gut. Uh-huh. Like, what if I just called you no. at six a.m. every day to just show you a new little graph and, say, and just have me read it in that voice? Yeah, just say describe what you're seeing in front of you right now. This latest image I've sent you. I'm glad that you've gotten in your annual stating on microphone that you do not want to bring Bed Bath and Bionicle back. That'll hold them off for a while, Riley. Well done, keep, keep Riley. That. Riley, do you have another podcast idea? Oh, I, I do, I do. I will skip the enlargement of bodies and expansion of Zoid cores, and instead I will actually get into this and we will start doing podcasts. Yeah. Because, yes, this could be the rest of my fucking life. I do. I am glad you've sent me a graph that talks about arms for It has, like, a weird graph about improved interlocking function and Zoid. It looks like any any biology class textbook I ever took in college, and I, I am retaining about as much of it. So, Riley, what kind of questions do we have? That's the best part about this, is how much every graph is just like, oh, yeah, that's a little graph. Yeah. Uh, the different suggestion I have is, uh, <laughs> this is a, uh, a, a suggestion from 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 Phil Shong, uh, a podcast that is the opening act for another podcast. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> so, are so thinking about this? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. R- yes. Riley, Riley, Riley have you ever? Okay, okay. So, I have two immediate thoughts. One, there have been a couple times in my life where I've gone to a show to see a main act and then been surprised by an opening act that I wound up liking more. Uh, when yes. I was in college, uh, the Front Bottoms played at my college. They're not super my cup of tea, but I was like, okay, I will certainly see them. Uh, there was an opening band called Moon Hooch that played, which is the two most <laughs> aggressive saxophone players and drummer you've yes. ever heard in your yes. life. And they rip. I bought one of their albums on vinyl that day, and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, there have been a couple times like that where like the opening act has surprised me. So I guess mm-hmm. the question is... What role do we feel like an opening act at a show plays in relation to the main act? And how do we reflect that upon the humble an podcast? Open, an opening act's whole thing is to get the crowd going. Get people yeah. in the podcast, or the show mindset, you know? Uh-huh. Make them make them ready to receive the content. <laughs> and so in a podcast, it's going to be much of the similar thing, right? Where we are trying to get people ready to, to take in content. We're trying to get people ready to listen, get them hyped up, get them giggling, get them like, oh, introspective and shit. Because, mm-hmm. Jay, I sometimes I turn on friends at the table and I'm like, time to listen to a friend at the table. And I hit play and I'm like, I don't understand any of these words. This yeah. these motherfuckers are too smart for me. I'm too uh, fucking geez. stupid for this shit. Oh man, it's Austin Walker, and I know it's going to be two hours of Austin Walker, and love him as I do. I need to be charged up to be in that mood. I understand precisely what you mean. And so, 
I need a study. I need a opening act for for Friends at the Table. Right. So what do you uh, think the opening act for Friends at the Table would be? And are we using opening act here to understand that we will, it is a show that you will leave and go like, I think I like that guy more. <laughs> it could be. I, I, think, I think there's room for that to be the interpretation. I don't think it'll hit 100% of the time. Once I saw Coheed and Cambria and the band that opened for them was like a weird uh, dream rock band that wanted a much more stoned audience than they were getting at a Coheed show that everyone had to drive 45 minutes for. Um yeah, so you're so, not going to so get I'm, that 100% of the time, but the room must be there for that to occasionally exactly. take place. And I think this is where, for both of these situations, we could get people interstitial season three now <laughs> streaming on your latest podcast app. Perfect. Opening act for friends at the table. Because we'll hit on all... So a lot of people listen to that and be like, I think I like those motherfuckers a lot. Uh-huh. And the rest of them well, will be like... I bet they they wanted a lot more silly of an audience than mm-hmm. what I believe. L- let me let me ask you this though: Should it be? Uh, let's say let, I I don't know how long Friends at the Table seasons are, nor do I particularly wish to. Um, the, the one time I tried to listen to that show, I I felt myself pass into a catatonic state. Um, but but do we want a season of a show to be an opener to a season of a show, or do we want? individual like do you want the opener for one friends of the table to be a one shot and the opener for the next friends of the table episode to be a different one shot whether it's the same people or different like should should we be asking people to follow two roads of continuity because i think that could be very make or break for some people I am intrigued by this idea because uh-huh. I like the idea of of just like, hey, you get a one shot and then you get a season of Friends yeah. at the Table. Which, which like is great. Shit, mm-hmm. And it's like different people and they're like, hey, every once in a while they stop their podcast. And they're like, are you guys excited to hear, to, to hear Keith get up to some shit today? Let's go, Keith. Well, to, to pivot to from Friends at the Table to an enjoyable podcast, Very Random Encounters kind of does that. <laughs> Where it's not one shots, but in between their longer seasons, they'll do like a three episode mini season. I'm powering through what I just said, and you can't stop me. They're doing no, like a three episode. We're gonna make enemies on this podcast. You got it. You got I, it. You're here I, with the right I energy. should talk Jeff Stormer minute one, and I've never spoken to the man. Um, but I love, I love how our good, my good friend Jeff, who I love with all my heart, has like. Played such a good heel in my friend group. And he doesn't even like, have to be there. He's, he, everyone's just like lovingly like, fuck him. Yeah. Also, hello. How's it going? We should be friends. Yeah. Fuck hey, what's him. up? What's up? Twitter mutual Jeff Stormer. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other the other possibility I wanted to bring up, and I don't know where this falls into the two types we're talking about, is cases where the opening act is someone you boo because they are not the main performance, okay, which I think okay. is also extremely important. Um, there was a, well, in, uh, in, in order to get that, in order to get that, in order, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt because no, I, go. but I'm, but I'm, I'm fascinated by the brain space we're in. Yeah, because yeah. that specifically is the vibe of you are at a show at a bar at yeah. place country and western, uh-huh. and so what is the podcast equivalent? To like, you have shown up at a place that has a vibe and you are not that fucking vibe, but you're getting paid $40. You got four people in the band. You were going to play your set, get in, get out, and not uh-huh. die. What yeah. is the equivalent? What What is the equivalent? I mean, <sighs> hmm. I'm really trying to think of the answer to this now. Um. <laughs> and like, maybe that, maybe that is simply like... <laughs> 
Maybe that would be the experience of the podcast by its opening for Bim Bam Bam. Yeah, <laughs> we maybe. Would, we would get booed. Well, no, <laughs> but, but you're... But, I, I mean this in every good way and zero bad ways. Y'all are... Sit, like, the podcast minds... I would and have recommended to people who say they like my brother, my brother and me. That's a true fact. Because I think it fills a similar space. I think it it is a very similar, like, you know, improvisational brain space to, to what yeah, the we good... Should, we should talk them all the time, Jay. Yeah, but there's a difference between being an opening band. You can be a sh- an opening band that gets booed off stage without Ooh. in between every song going, hey, fuck the main band. I've never seen a band do that. That's actually a really great idea. If, if, listen, if a band did that, I would ch- I would buy that band's merch in a heartbeat. That's, that's like- ballsy. They would be so like the crowd would be like, I'm ready to like the guy I like now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want <laughs> I wanna have feelings that I, I recognize. I don't recognize this form of anger because it's towards something new. <laughs> Jay, I love this idea. And this uh-huh. is where I'd usually ask Andrew if if he has another suggestion. Uh and so I know you're you're not Andrew. And that's I, that's fine. true. <laughs> I've sent you a uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm coughing up beer. Don't uh, die. There it is. Now, now it's updated. Later. I've sent you a link to to our our uh, suggestion feed here. Thank you so much. Give me one moment since I didn't have the chance to look at this before we began yep. recording. The um, very funny thing is, I also don't look at this before recording. Andrew and I walk into every one of these motherfuckers with no preparation and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, <laughs> let mm-hmm. the uh, let the kind of matrix fly into our brains here. Um, very excited. Uh, hey, so uh, at B Elderly. <laughs> Created a podcast wide bingo sheet. Oh wow! I, I, I've been I've been checking it off. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite have a bingo yet, but boy Damn. howdy, boy howdy, am I close? Let me know when you do. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime, I I'm fixing. I don't know what we can do with this, but uh, Tanner circa two thousand four uh, at Sparky Upstart on Twitter says a podcast uh-huh. that can fix him or a podcast that can make him worse. <laughs> okay. What I what I like immediately about this is the I can be your angle or your devil uh, about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. With, like there's there's like like. In my mind, this is a podcast where each episode can be one of the two. You don't know which, and maybe while making it, we don't know which it is going to be. Um, there's there's something in the moment about that that truly fascinates me. So we're trying to give, like, maintain for the longest time. Is this good advice or is this bad advice? Yeah, yeah, that's that's precisely what it is, and I I think. Hmm. That that's the question. Maybe it is like a an, an advice. Okay, here's what it is. It's an advice podcast. It, it, it's a romantic uh-huh. advice podcast. Riley, uh, you, you're married. I'm not, but I've been in relationships. We've both known people in our lives, and that makes us experts. That, that means experts. we know everything about everyone's romantic experience, just like everyone who's mm-hmm. ever hosted a dating relationship advice show. And so every week, people send in questions. People go, uh, how do I, how do I, uh, how do I kiss? I've never done it. I would like to <laughs> one day. How do, uh, how do I do kiss at someone? I have a person I'd love to make some kiss at them. How do I make it go there? And, and, and we have to give them... But, the, but here's the catch. We begin giving them advice, but we don't read what their question was until the end. 
And then it is up to them and the listener to decide if the if the tactical oh. strategy we have just laid out for them over the course of half an hour on how to make some kiss to go towards the person they want to do it at is good mm-hmm. advice or if it's bad advice. I like this idea, but I feel like we need more to go okay. off of. We need yeah. more. We need more, more at its core. And what I think that happens there is we get three words. <laughs> And okay. we get to pick where those words are. The the it is like it is like spoilers on Discord where you click at a reveal. Okay. It's very much like can I get that one? Okay, can I get that one? And can I get that one? All right. So let's So <laughs> So you're saying we we give the audience three words of what the question was at the beginning. Almost like prompts. Mm-hmm. Almost like prompts in an improv game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, then yes, we go yes, and yes. then they learn what the whole thing was at the end. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. (laughs) Jay, the thing I love about you and having you here is, and I mean this in the kindest way, you're a Beyblade of a person. (laughs) 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 You you get set up and they pull, they let you rip, and you're just going, (laughs) ding, 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 ding. That is that is the kindest thing anyone's ever said about me. I love it. I love it so uh, much because this is this is immediately a different energy than the podcast minds usually bring. I know. Which is instead of one person trying to steer, the other person just putting the foot on the pedal. We've got one of those driver's head cars with two uh-huh. wheels, and the two of us are just going. It's very ironic that Raphael never joined Pidge in the Matrix in Interstitial Season Three because if he had this is what you would have gotten during the agent smith chase exactly exactly uh, they fucking banging pots and pans together god <laughs> fucking damn uh, it. Um, jay god. i have I, I think you crushed your suggestion i have another all right word. So i want to see what happens please do it do it do it all right this is this is a suggestion from a uh, from a uh, richard crutes laundry uh, uh yes and this says title is a podcast title Truth and reconciliation. Sit okay. reconciliation being silly. <laughs> what is okay? okay. It's mm. it's rec- it's truth and reconciliation. Truth and reconciliation. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you for the visual aid to make sure I I could process that one. So, <sighs> truth and reconciliation. Is this? Where my head goes immediately with this is 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 this like an expose podcast? Is this like <laughs> is th- okay? Is this a show where we uncover uh, hidden truths that people have tried to keep secret? May- mm-hmm. Maybe it's like an intervention style thing, but it, you know, like like the person is brought in to be like, you know, okay, so um, is, hey, uh, uh, so so we've got these uh-huh. photos here. Who's this lady yeah. you're with? Yeah. Who, uh-huh, oh, that's uh-huh, that's my uh-huh. wife. Oh no, it's no, it's not. Your wife's right here. And then to uh, come in and, and further the interrogation, a clown comes in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got our best guy here on the case now, and you're gonna get questioned about this. Now that we've got the gotcha moment. Let me get this guy's a fucking professional. All right, a professional. Okay, okay. Uh-huh, One second. Uh-huh. Hey there, kids! It's me, Bozo the Clown. I hear you've been having some problems with your marriage. You've been having some marital problems. What a balloon help! It's not a big, big whoopee cushion. That <laughs> <laughs> and he slips on a banana peel. <laughs> oh, whoa. The guy goes to try to get him up and he goes, 
thanks for that. And he takes off his glove and it's like, these fingerprints will, 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 will match the, at the fucking other lady's house. And then the clown takes off his makeup and it is Columbo. Yeah, Clownumbo. There clown we go. Clown, <laughs> hold on, hashtag the podcast minds. Clownumbo. Isn't that a poor podcast? <laughs> Uh, it probably it could penumbra. be penumbra i'm thinking of penumbra. yeah you're thinking yeah why didn't i catch that you're thinking of me and our friend martin's favorite podcast the penumbra um, <laughs> um now riley can i can i uh scroll exactly one down to the one i thought you were gonna read by at rk yes. royce landry yes. which is a show about the finer points of mayonnaise absolutely let me take a little bit of Oh, that's the wrong button. Sorry, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. The inscription guy, Leshy, is here. Le- Leshy has no, some what mayonnaise I wanted to thoughts do is, for us. I wanted to go like, yeah, let's talk about the finer points of mayonnaise. Hello. <laughs> oh. And welcome to the empty jar. <laughs> my name's Riley Hopkins, and I'm here as always with my dear compatriot, Jay. Uh, who- <laughs> Actually, hold on, quick pause. <laughs> Jay, yeah, did I tell yeah, really? you I just re- like literally right now as I was trying to say it out loud, I realized <laughs> what your screen name is. Uh-huh. You know that I've been stream <laughs> saying extreme Lansling, <laughs> like, what like, extremes Lansling, like the town in Michigan. <laughs> whatever. What I didn't realize <laughs> it was salsa. You must have heard me say it at some point. It's okay. I'm also <laughs> dumb and do this kind of thing. It's totally fine. But th- what? <laughs> no, no. I thought I thought you were extreme, no. You're right. Extremes, Lansing, <laughs> Illinois. Hi, hi. I'm extreme. I, I'm your host, Extreme Ypsilanti, Michigan. And today, <laughs> today we'll be speaking on the finer points of man. Welcome back to the empty jar. Do you like mayonnaise? Where do you sit on this? I'm fine with it. I I am like I. I'll, fine I, with I, it I is like mayonnaise because that's, that's yeah. like a middle ground that I yeah, wasn't it, expecting. Yeah, you know, okay, you know what it is? So I, I like an olive oil mayonnaise. I like the jar with the green top. Uh, I think it has a little extra tang to it that's just lovely. Um, mayonnaise, mayonnaise, I think one of its most important functions is to heal an otherwise disgusting gas station sandwich. You get a, a, a sandwich at a gas station that's just fucking dry, and you get a little packet of Hellman's or... Uh, is it called best food on the West Coast? Ah, fuck those people, whatever. Uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. <laughs> and that little packet of mayonnaise is gonna, like, rehydrate the terrible thing you've decided uh-huh, to eat uh-huh. and save it in a very real way. I think mayonnaise is a necessity more than it's a delight. How about yourself, <clears throat> Riley? See, I get Sir Kensington's mayonnaise. Specifically, okay. I think a mayonnaise is whatever. But mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm here for, Jay, is aioli. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you want to talk aioli? Listen, I'm out of my delicious chipotle aioli I usually have in the fridge that I dip many things in, and it's sad. Aioli, I need to go to the grocery aioli store. Aioli is, is a mayonnaise. It, it is. is. Oh, they're the same. To, yeah. We have to come to come to connection with that. We I'm do. trying to find this fucking sauce I get from Kensington's, and I can't find a picture of it. It is, it uh, is, it is fancier mayonnaise. It is the, 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 foofy, the foofy mayonnaise, the mayonnaise mm-hmm. of the bourgeoisie, if you will. But, <laughs> but you the know, bourgeoisie. We, we, yeah. we, must, we must all occasionally dine at the table of the other side of the earth in order to understand how much sweeter their, their meals are. This gochujang mayonnaise, uh, oh. like, is 
I, I it, it goes in everything. It goes in my my yeah. breakfast my breakfast sandwiches. Oh, it goes in my breakfast burritos. It goes in my rice. It is fucking fantastic. Highly highly recommend. But I love mayonnaise. I love aioli. Like I had spent a very long time at the restaurant I used to work at, fucking like perfecting how to make the perfect lemon aioli because mm. that's essential to living your life as a person out there in the wild. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've hit upon something really good there, which is that may- mayonnaise by itself is fine, but mayonnaise as a conduit for other flavors mm-hmm. is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had, I don't know if they still do this, but at Five Guys Burgers and Fries, the no, hamburger the establishment. Place. Yeah, yeah, the, the hot dog and milkshake <laughs> place. Uh, they also sell hamburgers. Did you know that? You can, get, you can get a burger there. Yeah. That's one of the five guys. Yeah, that's one the of them. The five guys of five guys. Hot dogs, fries, shakes, burgers, and what is the fifth guy? Is that Coke Freestyle? F- F- yeah, it's definitely Coke Freestyle. That's Greg. No one really likes Greg. He's just kind of there. He's kind of got one foot in the door and one foot. He's always talking about his other projects, which really just mean that you can also find those machines at Moe's. <laughs> Um, but at, at Five Guys, I have before gotten campfire sauce, which is mayonnaise, mm. barbecue sauce, and a little bit of their Cajun fries seasoning yes. mixed oh, together yes. in a cup. And it is fire. I have made essentially that just at home and just oh. mayonnaise and barbecue sauce and like whatever seasonings I want to put in there. And it's delicious. Mayonnaise, I think, is is the backbone. Uh, mm-hmm. m- much, much as... I was trying to bring back. I was like, I was trying to bring this back to podcasts and be like, much as someone is the backbone of podcasting, Riley, much as you are the backbone of this podcast, and and I am merely a a flavor of the. Okay, much. All right, all right. When you are and when you and Andrew are both here, it's a delicious aioli because you've got the mayonnaise part of the mayonnaise and the lemon mm-hmm. part of the mayonnaise. You mm-hmm. are in fact still posting Zoid stuff in our chat. Um, Sorry, because I just scrolled I, down to where it said the Zoid horseshoe crab is still alive today. It lives. The cockroach of Zoids. Stop everything. I just and then I should do the earliest pick, the first thing in the thing, which was from the Big Bang to the birth of Planet Z. Twelve billion years ago, a minuscule amount of cosmic particles caused a major expansion. (laughs) Dust and gas drawn together by gravity formed this shaped cloud and began to rotate. The center grew to an F-class yellow-white star, and Planet Z was born as the first planet orbiting around it. This was five billion years ago. (laughs) There's something about the sentence this was five billion years ago it's like all right you don't know that it could have been four billion ninety nine it could have been five billion and one i love all this shit so much i Uh i'm sorry for bringing it back up again sorry for distracting you're you're good i didn't get to the point where where like they talk about how the oceans of planet (laughs) z used to be blood that, yeah, they used to be blood, right? You were you texted me that like this morning or something. <laughs> I got I I gotta like okay. You ever listener, listener, part of being friends with Riley Hopkins is that th- this is me t- taking the 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 more Andrew persona for a minute. Listener, part of being friends with Riley Hopkins is occasionally you'll get met you'll wake up, uh make your morning coffee, and get a message like, Did you know that in Zoids the sea is blood? <laughs> 
<laughs> we Earth humans proudly call ourselves primates, but the composition of our blood is surprisingly similar to the composition of Earth's primeval seed water. If you were faced with composition tables for both, you could justifiably call them almost identical. This stems from the fact that our distant ancestors originated within primeval seeds. Uh, we have attained civilization, and someday the time will come when we journey to other stars and beyond. Even then, we will continue to replicate the primeval seawater of ancient Earth within our bodies. This applies to everyone on planet Z. <laughs> would, would that primeval seawater make a good aioli? I have to imagine. Let me drink the forbidden aioli. <laughs> Let me drink the forbidden aioli, please. Take me to Seawater King instead of Seaweed <laughs> King. Take me to primeval seawater king. Jay, I have another yeah. one for you. Are you ready please. for this? I might, I I might it. just keep going down this fucking list. Yeah. My, my buddy let's, let's... is the one immediately under that at Cello Buster. Uh, uh-huh. a, a absolute titan of this oh. show. A load-bearing listener. Uh-huh. Says one co-host only tells the truth. The other only tells lies. Okay. what This, this is an incredibly self-explanatory pitch. Um... Is it? Because I thought I had some confusion with it. Okay, well, I, I, I think what it is... Well, okay, no, because because you're right, because now I'm wondering what it is they are telling the truth and lying about, right? Is this like... Is this... Okay, <laughs> where, where my head immediately goes is this is a current events podcast. Sometimes. Okay. Sort okay. of. <laughs> uh, because one person is, you know, ta- talking about, like, uh, yeah, there, there was an explosion at a uh, motor vehicle uh, factory mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in western Illinois today. And the other person is like, yeah, and the explosion was caused by dogs. Hundreds of dogs upon thousands of dogs that stormed the factory. And they, they just sort of one-up each other. But one of them is saying things that are factual, but, like, interlock with the lies the other is saying well enough that you ha- you can't can't tell. I was going to come into this bit by just lying about everything that we said and me okay, just, okay. you trying to give ideas and me continuing to lie, but you've had a great idea here, which is this weird jigsaw of like <laughs> yeah. the telephone game, but you have to keep finding truths that relate to dogs, the dog stampede. Or yeah, yeah, the it's a yes, you're yes ending, you're yes ending and the other person is no budding, but you have to treat them like they're yes and. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just keeps stacking and stacking until someone makes the mistake. And then at the end of the podcast, the person who fails is shot to death on the spot. <laughs> no, that wasn't funny. No, that, that's good. I was laughing. My mic didn't oh. peek it up because it was too high pitched. <laughs> He's dead silence. I, I, like, All I, right, laugh, I laugh at two murder jokes. <laughs> no, no. We always leave murder jokes. They're all we have. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, then we took we took out me threatening David Cage's life in Interstitial season three. That is that so. is true. A, a, a critical mistake. We would have been famous by now if we'd left that in. We would have been exactly. We would have making millions by now. Um, oh, good fuck. God! I I can keep going. And here's the thing: uh-huh. we're about at the point where we can high ho at any second. So that's what I was going like to ask it. you: is how do you find the high? Because I'm good to keep going, but I feel like. It, assume, a, a good comedically timed hi ho is really good, and I one feel of us like you just even... does it. 
Okay. There's no pre-conversation about it. We just okay. hi-ho, and then the other one does it. And then maybe we go, okay, that's a really good ender, but I want to get some more into this podcast. Okay, okay. That's that's totally understandable. Um, <laughs> we plan nothing, Jay. <laughs> I, I, and I love that for you so extremely much. Um, I want to read one last one here. Absolutely. I, I feel like Hit me. Um, um, all right. What's, what's like a good last one? I can always go back to telling you about Zoids. <laughs> At any given point, I can Hi force ho! you to know. I can't believe that worked. I was like, I'm going to lure Riley into talking about Zoids again, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I fucking I was like, I'm going to trick you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you've fallen into my trap podcast. Oh my god. That was incredible. Oh. <laughs>